goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome, my friends. It is a midweek here at WABC. In fact, it's midweek everywhere in America, the Northern Hemisphere. Most Nerdly's Rush Hour, if you want to be part of the program today, 800-848-WABC is the number to reach us. 800-848-9222. The news, it keeps on coming. Here, there, everywhere. News Kevin McCarthy is going to resign Congress after being ousted as the House Speaker. He wrote an op-ed and, and for the Wall Street Journal. No matter the odds or personal cause, we did the right thing. That may seem out of fashion in Washington these days, but delivering results for the American people is still celebrated across the country. I only wish there had been more results. I'm not going to badmouth Kevin McCarthy on his way out the door. He says that um, he's still optimistic. The most reliable solution to what ails America is before our eyes every day, men and women who are raising families, showing up for work, volunteering, pursuing the American dream with passion and with purpose. I agree with President Reagan's observation that all great change in America starts at the dinner table. And he talked about the special interest groups in the news media dividing the country, but he says he's seen the goodness of the American people. They will ultimately uphold the uh, enduring values of our great nation. So he wish Kevin McCarthy, he says he's still going to raise money for Republicans. He's going back to being an entrepreneur. He said he began his op-ed by saying, I'm an optimist. How could I not be? He went on to describe how he's the son of a firefighter, served in the same congressional seat, For the last 17 years, ironically, from the same office in which he was previously denied an internship. And he mentioned that he helped Republicans get a House majority twice. And again, I'm not going to badmouth Kevin McCarthy on his way out the door. Uh, I'll leave it at that. There is compelling evidence for those people on the left that say, um, there has never been any evidence about Joe Biden's corruption. All you got to do with that is listen to Mayor Rudy, because R- Mayor Giuliani goes through it, hook, line, and sinker. But the evidence that is uh, presented now, Daily BS story today, let me just read from a poll, a poll quote from uh, the article. Uh, the article is entitled, Cold Busted, New Evidence Shows Hundreds of Emails Between Joe Biden and Hunter's Business Partner. And I remember Joe Biden claimed and told the American people that he was never involved in his son's business dealings. That has been put to rest. Here is a quote from that article. Vice President Biden appears to have treated Air Force Two like a corporate jet traveling to Ukraine and Mexico to advance Hunter Biden's business interests. Evidence from today's documents show right around the time of the international trips like those to Ukraine, Joe Biden was emailing his son and his son's business partner from private email accounts using aliases while vice president. One of those documents released as evidence shows data on 327 emails 
showing Joe Biden's correspondent using email aliases with a key Hunter Biden business associate. So let's, no matter what else you think, there is no question that your president has lied to you. He said repeatedly he was not involved, didn't know anything about his son's business, wasn't involved. We have, there are emails now that he used with aliases that he thought would stay hidden. And that's a whole different topic. How the archives department in the United States has been weaponized to work for Democrats, but they thought these email aliases would stay hidden. They haven't. They show that Joe Biden did not tell the truth when he told the American people he had no business dealings with his son, didn't know what his son's businesses were. He was emailing his son. He was emailing his son's business partner using fake names. He knew. So you do with that information what you want, but he knew and he lied. And why lie if there's nothing to hide? This next story I find infuriating. Again, I go through these shorthand because we have an hour here, and going into these stories longhand would require I spend maybe 10 minutes, 7 to 10 minutes on each news story. Not going to do that. I will give you the source where you can find the story if you'd like. This one comes from the New York Times today. Biden calls on Congress to approve aid to Ukraine. This is a quote from Joe Biden. This cannot wait. President Joe Biden called on congressional Republicans on Wednesday to put aside petty, partisan, angry politics and pass a multi-million dollar aid package for Ukraine, warning that failure to do so would enable President Putin to reclaim momentum in the war and even draw in American troops. So right now he's using American military members as a carrot. We might have to commit American troops. Really? He is faulting Republicans for holding the Ukraine in hostage aid, the holding the Ukraine aid hostage. Republicans think they can get everything they want without any bipartisan compromise. That's not the answer. That's not the answer. Now they're willingly, uh, literally kneecapping Ukraine on the battlefield and endangering our national security in the process. What are Republicans asking for? They're asking Joe Biden to do his damn job as president. That's what they're asking for. Control the borders. You have 8 million people that flowed through this country while he was president because of the borders out of control, no security. He's talking about national security, that Ukraine is national security for us. Our own borders are national security. And he's demanding that we just give Ukraine money, just hand it over, because this can't wait. Meanwhile, the open borders of the United States can not only wait like they've been waiting for his entire term, but he doesn't care the ramifications. Every major city in America is feeling the ramifications of these open borders, yet they can wait. Doesn't matter, you New Yorkers. You have to suffer not having resources that you pay for with your taxes in order to fund this explosion of illegal immigration. But that can wait. That doesn't matter. Republicans are awful because they're demanding that we actually seal up the borders. 
And no, Joe Biden wants the rush to give money to Ukraine. My question is, why is the interest of Ukraine put over the interest of America? And there may be a compelling reason for that if we dig deep enough into these emails with Hunter Biden and the Ukraine. Why would you put, you? we can't wait to give Ukraine aid. You're waiting. You're waiting to give American cities aid. You're waiting to give Americans aid. Americans are suffering because of this open border. Yet they can wait. But we cannot wait to give Ukraine more money. All Zelensky has to do is say, I want your money. And Joe Biden's anxious to just hand it over. No questions asked. Oh, this is bull. You know what? Other stories, Daily BS, government memo says Biden's transportation department uses less than 15% of office space. Here's the deal with this. Again, you can find the story Daily BS today. No agency in the memo put out by the Government Accountability Office is using more than 49% of its building space, meaning many government agencies are we are paying for, as taxpayers, empty buildings because people aren't work. There's a report of one of these employees, I forget which agency it was, that was taking a bubble bath at the time of some staff meeting because they're not showing up at work. So we have to fork over more money to Ukraine. We have to give more money to anyone who else was. Meanwhile, the government offices are half empty because Joe Biden refuses to tell these government workers to come back to work. Meanwhile, he's demanding more money from you while we have the borders open and out of control. You'll find that story today. Government memo says Biden's transportation department uses less than 15% of its office space. That means 85% of the office space that we pay for for the Pete Buttigieg is going to waste. It's empty. House investigators dropped new docs after IRS whistleblowers' testimony. You already heard about that, these new docs. Now, Joe Biden last night said something that was, uh, he said if Donald Trump wasn't running, he's not sure he would be running. He told donors that we can't let him win. Look, Trump is winning, so I have to run. In other words, George, Joe, Joe Biden in so many words is saying, look, I don't even know whether I'd be running. He's practically admitting he's not up for the job, doesn't really have the passion in the belly here. I wouldn't be running except it's Trump. That's not a good enough reason, Joe. You can find that story in the Daily BS, too, the full story. You want to dig deeper into it. You'll also find Donald Trump's reaction. I personally don't think he, he makes it. Donald Trump is predicting that Joe Biden will not be the nominee. He said that on his town hall he did with Sean Hannity. All right, you find that story. Joe Biden set to rake in $15 million as Hollywood high rollers come to the rescue. Who is backing this guy? Well, Rob Reiner, guy known as Meathead on All in the Family. Norman Lear passed away. Liberals are making a big deal about that, and I, of course, I never try to talk about anybody bad in death, that you know, legendary, and he was, legendary Reiner. And I'm not saying this to be, to be mean-spirit or anything else. I'm just saying this as an observation. 
One of the reasons that these stereotypes about conservatives are all set in stone is because of Reiner's, of, of, of Norman Lear's success as a television producer with All in the Family. These images and these stereotypes, like with All in the Family, of what conservatives really are, they stuck. And we're still dealing with them. He was very successful. There's no doubt about it. And condolences to Norman Lear's family and the Hollywood set. Yep, they're still, they're the ones funding Joe Biden. There's a long story today. Don't have time to get into this one at all. But this goes into it. The original source on it is the Daily Signal. And it's about the money that these infrastructure deals, you know, Democrats always run out. We need to spend money on infrastructure, infrastructure, infrastructure. Yet you go out in your city, you can go out on any roads and you see infrastructure falling apart. Why don't they do something about that? Well, there's a good story today about how the money's really being spent. All the little woke things. For instance, if you're applying for a job at uh, the airport improvement program, you have to explain if, if you want some of that money for infrastructure, you have to explain in airport improvement how you would improve racial equality. Those seeking access to the Port Infrastructure Development Program are asked to bend the need for environmental justice. The Empowering Rural America Program for Utility Services strongly encourages the use of diversity, equity, and inclusion DEI goals, which are, should be unconstitutional. They have nothing to do with getting the infrastructure. They, they everything to do, everything to do with this woke view of the world. So that story is out there today too. Another tie-in infrastructure story: Biden administration gives billions to new rail projects in California, even though they barely started the last one. They're going to put $3 billion toward a new high rail speed effort in California, connect California to Las Vegas. By the way, there was a a shooting uh, this afternoon. Multiple people shot at the University of Nevada. Supposedly, this active uh, shooter situation has now been contained, but we still don't have word on how many people may have been killed or wounded. The Daily Mail is reporting that the shooter is dead. But anyway, here you go, $3 billion for new high-speed railway to connect California to Las Vegas. Now, Newsom and his cronies out there have another high-speed rail program that you're paying billions of dollars into. They admitted even in the planning of it that there would never be enough ridership to cover the cost. So they're investing money in a losing operation. Way over budget already, way behind planning. Who's doing this? This is how you waste your money. But yet Joe Biden's spending more. And while we're on California, Gavin Newsom is moving the Christmas tree ceremony out there online. He's not going to have it live. Why? They're afraid of pro-Palestinian mobs. They're afraid that the pro-Palestinian protest mobs are going to show up and ruin the Christmas. So here you go, California. Enjoy your Christmas uh, tree lighting ceremony, only don't show up because it's going to be done online because they're too afraid of Palestinian mobs in America, pro-Palestinian mobs in America so that you can't even celebrate your most, if you are a Christian, your most high holiday season of the year. You can't celebrate it 
with the state at least because they are too afraid to tell these mobsters, these protesters, if you come up and you disrupt, you're going to jail. So no, what do they do? They retreat. Gavin Newsom retreats. Oh, we're going to hold it online. Wonderful. Brenda Lee. I mean, I could have picked another song, but I mean, it, it was already queued up. It's too perfect. Rich Aradabali, producer extraordinaire, informs me this song is number one on Billboard's Christmas music. This song has been number... She did this song. She's in her 70s now. She did this song when she was young. Number one again. And WABC Talk Radio 77. We are coming back. 800-848-WABC is the number. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Nineteen eighty-eight. The genius. Roy Orbison passes away aged fifty-two. Heart attack. This is one of his greats, of course, only the lonely, crying. Member of the traveling traveling Wilburys. Oh man, his career was just so amazing. Only one, Roy Orbison. And you know what? His music never sounds old. You can listen to it anytime and love it. WABC Talk. Yes, we are going to get to your phones as quickly as we can. Let me get through a few more stories here. Um, We already talked about Joe Biden's line. Let me just give you two headlines back to back. And I think the news story, you, you don't even need the news story with these two. All you need, all you need are the headlines. Here's the first headline. You can find this story today at Reuters, Reuters News Service. The second headline you will find at the Daily BS. So Reuters and Daily BS. I'm just going to give you the two headlines. The news stories, you don't even have to read them. The, The headlines will tell you what you need to know yourself. First headline from Reuters News today. Saudi Arabia 
urges U.S. restraint as Houthis attack ships in the Red Sea. Now, let me just give you a little more detail on the headline. Let me just translate the headline for those who don't know who the Houthis are. The Houthis are this Iranian-backed terrorist group from Yemen, but they are they are backed by Iran, the number one state sponsor of terrorism, and they have been attacking United States of America Navy ships in the Red Sea. So, headline number one, Saudi Arabia urges United States restraint. Don't hit them back as Houthis attack ships in the Red Sea. Here's the second headline from the Daily BS. Biden team decides against striking back at Houthi rebels despite recent attacks. So the Saudi Arabians waved their fa- Hey, Joe, yeah, we know that they're attacking America. Don't hit them back. Don't strike them back. What does Joe Biden's team do? Okay, we're not going to hit them. Yeah, they're attacking us. They're attacking the military of the United States. But but the Saudis have asked us to, to show restraint, so we're going to bend the knee and show restraint. Again, you can find the stories, the first one at Reuters. The second one at the Daily BS. Meanwhile, we're supposed to be giving money to Ukraine so that Ukraine and, and, and Joe Biden says, oh, and we that can't wait. That can't wait. You have to give money to them now, more money. And every time, by the way, that we are asked to give money to Ukraine, some conservatives speak up and say, how about some accounting on the money? And we're always told no. We can't put any strings to it. We just have to give them the money. No, it can't wait. And I am not saying that Ukraine should not get foreign aid. So please don't interpret that from what I'm saying. I've never given a position on that. And the reason why is because I'm in one of those mismatches. I think that this endless aid is is ridiculous. But at the same time, I do recognize the chess play that's going on here, the proxy war with Russia. And Russia is a dangerous power. So, turning closer to New York City, uh, Sean Diddy Combs, again, this is number four, has come out. Accused of gang raping a 17-year-old schoolgirl in the fourth sexual assault claim. Now, uh, 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 I keep wanting to call him Puff Daddy or Diddy. Because that's all I kept recognizing for you. Before I knew who he was, I kept hearing about Puff, Puff Diddy. And now it's Sean Diddy Combs. Well, anyway, Sean Diddy released a statement to the New York Post, page six today. Put a, then he put it on Instagram. He says, enough is enough. For the last couple of weeks, I've sat silently and watched people try to assassinate my character, destroy my reputation and my legacy. Sickening allegations have been made against me by individuals looking for a quick payday. Let me be absolutely clear. I did not do any of the awful things being alleged. I will fight for my name, my family, and for the truth. This latest accuser says she was 17 years old when she was drugged and raped by Combs and his longtime lieutenant, Harvey Pierre, and yet another unnamed man back in 2003. She's got lots of uh, photos 
referred to as Miss Doe, sitting on his lap. He was then 34. She was 17. And she has other photos. Now, I saw the photos. She's in this hoochie. Excuse me. That might seem pejorative. She's in a short skirt. And she's got the come hither vibe look to me. And my question when I saw the pictures was, what is a 17-year-old girl doing hanging out with a bunch of 30-something-year-olds at a recording session or anything else? Um, your 17-year-old daughter, your underage minor daughter. Now, I know kids sometimes, because I was one of them, go places that their parents don't know that they're going and do things that their parents don't know that they're doing. But I said to myself, I'm looking at this, wait a minute. Wait, just, I'm not saying, by the way, that her allegations are true, untrue. I wasn't there. I don't know. But what I do question is, how are these young girls dressed up looking like women, like grown women, hanging out with these older men and thinking that what's going to happen? Nothing. It's going to happen because everyone's just going to be the model of virtue and respect. I'm not blaming the victim. I'm asking a question. Where does the individual responsibility for young women's behavior also enter into the equation? And that is a question. You have all these suits. And all of a sudden, all these these girls that we I'm 17 years old. I was hanging out with a bunch. Why were you there? My mother and father used to let us. We used to get into deep arguments about this because they'd say, "Okay, you have to be home by X o'clock," and we'd be like, "Why are you treating us like we're children? We're teenagers." And my mother and dad would have, well, there's, and some parents have had a, 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 there's nothing good that goes on after 12 midnight out there. There's nothing good that goes on after one o'clock in the morning out there. And you're not going to be out there. And as long as you live in my house, you play by my rules. When you want to hang out all night, fine. Have your own house. Pay for your own self. You're a minor. You're living here. Obey the rules. Where does individual responsibility show up in any of these stories at all? Again, make it clear, I'm not trying to blame this girl. I don't know whether she was raped or not. If she was, heart goes out to her. I don't know whether Mr. Mr. Combs is innocent. If he is innocent, heart goes out to him for having to endure all these charges. But there is a question that I have about the role of these young girls out here. What are you doing out there hanging out with these grown men? Birthday today. Heavenly birthday. In the master class of American musicians, you will find one Dave Brubeck. Jazz pianist. That sounds like Paul Desmond to me. That I wonder if that's Paul Desmond playing on this. It sounds like Paul Desmond. Anyway, Dave Brubeck, 
birthday today, born 1920, died in December, one day before his 92nd birthday. Confirmed it was Paul Desmond. All right, James, with the gear. It, it sounds like his poem, I, and it sounds like his beautiful lyrical style of playing. Anyway, we're late for traffic. Let's check in with with Bob and 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 all that. We're coming back. Eight hundred eight four eight W A B C. The number to call. Hour with Bo Snerdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. Rush. Now, here's Bo Snerdly. 2011, Dobie Gray passes away. American singer, songwriter. This is one of his big ones, Drift Away. We're going to head to the telephones. I just put three stories in the Saturday stack dealing with transgender issues. Oh, man. Oh, no, no, no. Leave it up. Leave that up. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. They'll be great. On WABC Telephone Time, let's go to Andrew in New Jersey. Andrew, you're up first today. What's on your mind? Oh, Hello, Andrew. Uh, yeah, I'm Norman Lear. He did produce some great comedies, and uh, Sanford and Son was one of my favorites, so I was always itching to say the joke that I wrote based on Sanford and Son, that um, Pete Buttigieg is so ugly. How ugly is he? He's on Esther level ugly. <laughs> Esther, yeah. <laughs> you're ugly, Esther. Yeah. I love those characters. You're, you're ugly, Esther. Yeah, um, you know, the thing about it is I, I, I had mixed feelings about some of this stuff. You know, I, you know, in my parents' generation, they had Amos and Andy, and then we had these shows like uh, Sanford and Son and, and then, you know, Dynamite and uh, Good Times and all that stuff. And I... By the time I got to, to be a little bit more mature, I started looking, and I used to watch some of this stuff, and then I started looking at these shows differently. All of it is just black people slapstick, like just, you know, for your being stupid entertainment value. And that's why when the Cosby show came out, I, I know Bill Cosby's reputation now, but that's when the, when the Cosby show came out. It was so refreshing because here's a black middle-class family, and they're not like being stupid slapstick stuff it's not the usual stereotypical black people as buffoon and and let's laugh at their buffoonery shows and that's what norman lear did and to me that's what hollywood liberals do to black people right hollywood is for black people black people are a bunch of hoes pimps bi arches and idiots that's the way liberals for the most part treat black people you and oh and entertainers and sports figures so you can be an entertainer, you can be a sports figure, you can or otherwise use some slapstick, idiotic buffoon that we all look at you and point our fingers and laugh, or you're a drug dealer, a pimp, a hoe. 
And that pretty much wraps up Hollywood, the left Hollywood's view of black America. So I hear what you're saying, and I'm not going to ever deny his achievements and his success. But I just look at some of these shows, and I look at the ways that conservatives were portrayed on those shows, too. And you see so many of these stereotypes that still live, both when you look at racial groups and when you look politically. But thank you for the call. I do appreciate it very, very much. Uh, Mario and Montauk, you're on WABC. Welcome, Boston Early's Rush Hour. Bro, you're, James, you're a great guy. And I just want to say something. Norman Lear, the one good thing I can say about him, he served honorably in America's armed forces in World War II. Amen. Amen. Also, what I'm going to say, Bo, is is that two other things. One, he uh, Walton the Family was a ripoff of Till Death Do Us Part, a British sitcom. And Sanford and Son was a ripoff of... Um, of uh, Stepso and Son. So he just borrowed, he ripped off from the British and they ripped off from the Honeymooners. Oh, one other thing. Um, I heard that guy yesterday and he made a really good point out here on Long Island. Pause for Cause comes all over the tri-state area helping American veterans and their service animals. We have to support them any way we can. Pauseofwar.com. They are a blessing at Christmas and all year round. And thank you for giving we American veterans the format. I consider you a brother American veteran, though. I love you. Thank you. I love you back. Thank you so much, Mario. Uh, let's go to Sandra in New Jersey. How are you, Sandra? Welcome this afternoon. How are you doing? Oh, thank you, James. I'm, I'm doing well, but I'm concerned about something I want to share with you, and I believe you'll probably be maybe able to expand upon it, and I hope you will. There's an article that was passed into legislation uh, it's called um, 2.13, and if you Google NY 2.13, you'll learn all about it. And what this article says is that the government can quarantine any one of us or our children if they so desire. They can come to your house. They could take you without giving you any reason why they're taking you. They come unexpected. You will have no option to fight it. You'll have no court date. Age is not a limit. They'll keep you as long as they like. They'll give you treatments that they feel are necessary, maybe even the message that they are still testing. Now, this is scary stuff, and I feel that if this thing is not appealed, and um, Senator uh, George Borrello is fighting Hochul on this, Hochul, Governor Hochul wants this instated, and if we have this instated, a little bit of power is going to grow, and this can get so out of control it might impede our elections going forward. Let me, okay, let, let, me, let me jump in because these calls are coming in. I took another call like this the other day from someone else concerned with the same legislation, and I have not read this legislation, and I will read this legislation. But let me just say this. I'm not surprised because this is what Hochul wanted before. And so if it has passed into law, it happened without me noticing it, and I apologize for not being on top of it. But... This is what I find ironic. You have all these articles right now. Donald Trump is going to be a dictator if he takes, if he wins again. The left is beside themselves because he actually riffed on it last night a little bit with, with Hannity. Uh, he's going to be a dictator. He's going to destroy democracy. These same people that are telling us that Donald Trump is going to be a dictator passed the most unconstitutional, draconian, dictatorship-like laws during COVID and got away with it. We have to close your business. What, what option do I have? None. We're just going to close you down. 
You want a gym? You want this? Close down. Stop your flow of revenue. Oh, you're a landlord? Never mind. We're going to tell people they don't have to pay their rent. We're going to tell, we're going to give people a grace period. Well, well, who's we? I'm not giving them a grace period. I still have to pay the mortgage on my place. Oh, you have to wear a mask. Oh, you have to get vaccinated. Oh, you have to do this. Well, wait a minute. These vaccines haven't been proven to work. These vaccines haven't gone through the usual vetting. We are telling you to take it. Put it in your body anyway. Wait, I thought my body, my choice. No, it's your body. It's our choice. We're telling you what to do, and you better do it. Otherwise, you lose your job. The dictatorship happened already. It was called pandemic. And so there's no question that a lot of liberals want that same power the power to shut you down and you do what they say under the guise of a health emergency. Now, we've already dug out some of the legislation. I'm going to be looking at this because it's kind of deep. The regulations that clarify authority and duty of the New York State Health Department. And that's that's what we're looking at. So they're talking about the health department being able to do this anytime they declare a health emergency. It's a long document. TJ just pulled it up for me. Uh, the duty to issue isolation and quarantine orders whenever appropriate to control the spread of highly contagious communicable disease. The state commissioner of health may issue and or may direct the local health authority to issue isolation and quarantine orders consistent with due process of law, it says here. So we'll have to, this is not, we'll have to dig into this. Thanks, TJ. Um, we'll, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll find out more about it, but it says in the law that it has to follow due process, but that didn't stop them before. So I understand people's concerns about this. It's time for us to check in with Lou Dobbs. When we come back after Lou Dobbs, checking in with our money, We'll have more calls. What is this, Diego? Which one is this? This is Paul Simon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Still crazy after all these years. 1975, Paul Simon went number one on the U.S. album chart with this one. Still crazy after all these years. First U.S. number one solo album. And it sounds so good. I didn't even recognize the opening of it. Sounds like a gospel song. It did, it does it. It still sounds good. Blue Dobbs time, your call is coming up. Don't go away. I'm not the kind of man who tends to socialize. I seem to lean on old familiar ways. And I ain't no fool. Songs that whisper in my ears Still crazy after all these years Rush It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly On the Red Apple Podcast Network Today is the birthday of an American icon Who has never received the full line of credit, in my view, that she deserves. Linda Creed, also known 
by her married name, Linda Epstein. She teamed up with the incredible Tom Bell. This is one of the songs that they both came up with. You Are Everything, Betcha by Golly Wow is hers. You Make Me Feel Brand New, she and Tom Bell. Now, aside from being a very successful songwriter, Linda Creed was diagnosed with cancer at the tender age of 26, breast cancer. Didn't stop her. She kept working. She kept writing. She kept producing. These great records with Tom Bell. Eventually, after an 11-year battle, Alinda Creed succumbed to cancer at the age of 37. Her work did not stop at her death. The Linda Creed Foundation, she had set up a foundation to help other women and other people that suffered from breast cancer. And that foundation, I don't know whether it's still going on, but for many years after her death, that foundation was still active helping people. And that, my friends, kind of represents the greatest love of all. Another one of her genius. Linda Creed. Birthday today, born 1948, died in 1986, 37 years old. Let's head back to the telephones while we can. Margaret in Westchester, you are up next. How are you? I'm okay. How are you, Bo? Very good, thank you. What's on your mind this afternoon? Well, on Saturday, you said something that was really very beautiful, that how we're all part of the same race, the human race. And I was really touched by that, and it kind of reminded me of some things that I'd forgotten in my life. Wow. By Muhammad Ali, and I would like to read it because it's it, it it speaks to that. Well, if it's quick, you can do it, but we're running out of time. So, what what is okay, it? The point it that quick. he made. It is quick. Two, two, about three sentences. We all have the same God. We just serve Him differently. Rivers, lakes, ponds, streams, oceans—all have different names, but they all contain water. So do religions have different names, and they all contain truth expressed in different ways, forms, and times. It doesn't matter whether you're a Muslim, a Christian, or a Jew. When you believe in God, you should believe that all people 
are part of one family. If you love God, you can't love only some of his children. Wow. Perfect, Margaret. Thank you. On that note, we will leave. May God bless the one God of all of us. Protect each and every one of you, your family, your loved ones. Love and gratitude for your being here with me today and allowing me to be with you. God willing, back tomorrow for Thursday's edition of Boston Early's Rush Hour. Until then, 